0: Well, hello, welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. Today is, today's a big one. Today we're going to be talking about the end of season two. And uh, before we get too far down the road, my name is Jason and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh man, it is so, so good. It's Friday as we're recording this and it is a beautiful seattle rainy day so can't complain all the shades of gray all of them
1: yeah there's gray there's off gray
0: light gray i can see some grayish blue eggshell gray eggshell gray (laughs) glossy gray Mm -hmm. Uh, one time we're getting real good at this whole stay focused thing but uh one time we went to paint our bedroom. And my wife went to go get the color and, uh, she chose the color with her friend and went to get it mixed. Like she got the little like square, you know, and then she went to get it mixed at Lowe's and she said, I would like this color porposy." And the paint shaker guy at Lowe's said, do you mean porpoise? <laughs> she did she said,
1: she, she said oh i
0: said it that way on purpose she said i thought it was some kind of flower <laughs> a gray flower <laughs> uh no she didn't say it was a flower <laughs> but yeah so i mean there's she, all kinds of ways to look at gray she is colorblind so
1: i mean but she's not know. reading blind <laughs>
0: so maybe, maybe she can't read colors either i don't it, know the label is on the it's words yeah. underneath they're doing the best they can for the colorblind people like they put the like on the crayola crayon you know they put the word the name of the color on the crayon <laughs>
1: what for is this B- 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 bloody
0: <laughs> i don't know i can't read i can't read colors Yeah. yeah that's blue okay yeah don't worry about it you got this you got this so uh, with all the gray and the weather and stuff, I mean, what better way to spend a Friday morning than taking some time to talk about season two, episode 24 of Parks and Recreation. This is called Freddy Spaghetti. It's the season finale. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about that episode, but then also as a end of season uh, review uh, at the end of our recording here, we're going to take a little time to say what are our top three episodes from this season of Parks And recreation, so that's the plan. How's that sound for you, Jeremy? I'm in. That sounds like a good plan. Good, because we already started recording. So I'm glad you're on board. Um, last episode, previously on Parks and Rec, the uh the state auditors came to Pawnee because the city was broke, and they were trying to figure out how can they adjust the budgets. And the episode ended with Chris Traeger and Ben saying essentially it's worse than we thought. We're going to have to shut the whole government down. So this episode picks up with Ron Swanson sitting alone in the very middle of the parks department, (laughs) just smiling and content as can be because the government is shut down and it's only essential personnel. And so everybody's left except for Ron. Somehow he's essential, Um, which we'll see as we move on that maybe he's not. And uh, so he's just sitting there quietly, and Andy is, uh, you know, rollerblading in the hallways like you know a professional shoe shiner would be. Mm-hmm. And he comes into the office saying, "Hey, where's where's April? And I, I, I want to talk to her." And then Ron tells her, "Like every, she's not essential, so she's gone." And he's like, "Government shut down." And Andy is like, "Wow, that's really bad timing." <laughs> and it cuts to Andy <laughs> out in the parking lot talking about his motorcycle that he just purchased, and uh, it's a. Uh, What's the term for that? A uh, a crotch rocket. It's like a really fast, like racing motorcycle type thing. And he's always wanted one. And he got 12% interest. Not to brag, but that's the highest you can get. And uh, so he just bought this new thing because he has money. And then the government shut down. So terrible timing. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's a pretty... I I thought that was hilarious. As I was watching this again, is like the way he was talking about it. Like not to brag, but twelve percent is one of the (laughs) highest you can get. He's he's winning interest. Yeah, interest champion. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and then it cuts to credits. So I mean, he jumps. He jumps over the counter,
1: right, and falls. and, And I wrote down it's a Chris Pratt fall.
0: Wow, do you see what I did there? I totally see what you did there. And man, I am. I am filled with pride and rage at the same time. Perfect. That's what I was going for, which is weird. So I think you would call that prage. Prage, yeah. Prage against the machine. That's yeah. Yes. Yes. Pratt in the name of. Uh yes. So rally round thinking- the office. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it's interesting, this whole like essential workers,
1: like in this in this time that we're living in, and we've heard that phrase so many times essential workers and then going back to this episode it felt like right on point. Like like the it's shut down. And I know it's for a completely different reason, but it's like only the essential people are there and that's how we're living this however many years it's been ten years later. And uh it's it seemed poignant at this and I was I was like, I don't know. Just interesting to me. Essential workers only.
0: Right. Do you remember in the last four years our government shut down? Yes. That seems no. like that seems like forever ago, but that was just in the last 4 years. Mm-hmm. We had a government shutdown. So yeah. much has happened in 4 years that I can't catalog it all properly. <laughs> it's like just it's a pile, like you know when you get a lot of mail and you're like I got to process that. I got to get through all this. And it just keeps mm-hmm. piling and piling and piling on your kitchen table and then eventually you move. Like that's kind of how I feel right now with oh. everything that's happened in the last 4 years. I just recycle it. Like I guess to you a point, just, it's like I'm
1: just—I'm never gonna do this. I'll just recycle it. Just get rid of it. Now yeah, moving
0: is too hard, but yeah. Well, but in in moving, all that mail is just gonna keep going there. They'll never find me. <laughs> no, nah, it's not my problem anymore. It's whoever <laughs> now moves you, into this house. You get to pay my bills. I still get a UW medicine bill from the person who lived in the house <laughs> before us, and <laughs> I do <you> it. <laughs> No, I I don't open it. I just put it. I write on the envelope. They moved, and I put it back in the mailbox. And (laughs) it's I don't know. I don't know how to. Who do I call? Like I can't call you Dub and say these people moved. And like oh yeah, that we've heard that prank before. Like no, no, I can't. It's like I'm just gonna get this same bill from this sports medicine forever, the rest of my life that I'm living here. And I don't know why they tried a little harder with maybe a Google search for this person, but. What are you going to do? So after the credit scene, it goes to a town forum. So Leslie is still kind of working. uh, And she's in the town forum with Ron telling everybody that the parks are closed. And uh, in typical Pawnee fashion, the the citizens are voicing their concerns and all of them are super valid. Mm -hmm. The first concern is if the government's shut down, who's going to stop Al-Qaeda? And yeah, I don't right? know, I don't know what they thought the parks department was doing about Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. But like that is a great question. Who is gonna stop Al Qaeda?
1: Yeah, or the Pawnee government in general. Pawnee, Indiana, who in
0: the government's gonna sh- stop Al Qaeda? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this is part of the problem with the American government understanding is we don't know who does what. Mm-hmm. So we think my town of Linwood, Washington, they're on the front lines of uh the anti-terrorism task force and uh of course they are why wouldn't they be and when i talked to the mayor about it she just looked at me quizzically um well i would say have you seen al-qaeda in linwood
1: there's no way to know well no i i would say you haven't so they must be doing something right oh wow
0: wow man i should right. write her an apology letter yeah i mean they're doing their job sounds like yeah you know would go you know, I'm going to start taking credit for things that I have no interest in being a part of just because it's not happening to me. Mm -hmm. America. All right. We solved it. So that was (laughs) one question Who is going to stop Al Qaeda. The next question is, uh, you know, school's about to get out and with all the parks closed, what am I supposed to do with my kids? Keep them in my house where I live. And that was again, right on point with this year. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This, this episode
1: felt like Like it was like a time warp. Like, Oh my gosh, these people are so weak. We've
0: been dealing this with for months. Come on. Oh my word. Even even the the concert at the end is a protest. (laughs) Yes. 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 Oh, this is
1: the the COVID special. I'm telling you, (laughs) it is a pandemic episode of parks and rec.
0: We didn't even know we had, I know. Wow. This is, it's prophetic is what it is. Yeah. Prophetic and recreation. (laughs) Uh, And so speaking of the concert, the next person says, what about the Freddie Spaghetti concert? And Leslie has to inform this town forum that concert is canceled. And everybody is upset. And the forum is they all leave. And Ron and Leslie are talking. And uh, Ron is like still really happy about all of this because he doesn't want to waste any money. And Leslie's like, this is what we do. We provide services for the people. And so we have a bit of a, a philosophy of government. Confrontation between Ron and Leslie again. Ron is saying the government should be as small as possible, but they should definitely not skimp out on snacks. Mm -hmm. And Leslie is saying the government exists to provide services for people from the smallest town to the the national level, the government exists to provide services. So that's the big conflict between the two. Um, And Leslie just wants to continue to be able to provide the services for the people. So she's going to do what she can to make this happen. And uh, so it cuts to Chris Traeger, played by Rob Lowe in his office, holding up a, a, uh, a bar graph. And he's telling the person, his assistant, I guess, that one of the colors of the graph is too depressing. And <laughs> it's the lowest like, level that he's pointing to on the bar graph. Like this really low one, this is too depressing. So he needs a better color. Um, and so that's when Leslie comes in and she wants to get the concert back on. And, and Chris is like, yeah, let's try to fix it. But he won't be able to, because Ben comes along and Ben is a, uh, just a, a real killjoy. And he comes in and, uh, Leslie and, and, uh, Chris are already talking. And so she, Chris says, Ben, is there anything we can do? He's like, no, there's nothing we can do. Um, which cuts to a talking head, which I love that these two characters are brand new. And they're already getting talking heads, which like there's none of the city people who live in Pawnee ever get the opportunity to do a talking head to, uh, to the camera. So it's, it's like, wow, these two are actually going to be important, probably foreshadowing. Um, and so Ben says one city employee employee in the past two days has already tried to schedule 14 meetings with me. And he's like, (laughs) guess which one? So um, so yeah, so Ben is left to deal with Leslie and Chris is like, I got to go run, do my, my daily 10 miles, which is a lot. Um, yeah. and, and he is, uh, he wants to run, uh, and he's sharing his, his motivation. He's like, my goal is to run to the moon. And, and then he takes off. And every time I watch him run in this show, I'm always amazed at how fast Rob Lowe actually is, mm-hmm. but also how weird he runs. <laughs> Have you noticed this?
1: Yeah, he, look, he looks like a sprinter. Like, like I don't know. Like he, he only has one speed.
0: Right. All out. And if he's running We're 10 miles cool. at that pace. Right. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Slow down, Chris. I just love how he had his, his
1: running shirt already underneath his suit. Like, he's Superman. Like, he just busted open. He's like, hey,
0: time for my run. Right. Well, as Quick. we'll find out, like... Jeez. He doesn't sweat when he goes to he runs to the hospital to meet Ann and ask her on a date. And Ann's like, I don't really want to go out with you. I've got to, I just got out of a relationship, all that stuff. But like she asks, like, are you just getting started? He says, no, I'm almost done. And he's not sweaty. So like he can wear his exercise clothes under his, his normal clothes because he, they're just clothes for him. He doesn't sweat because his heart rate is. So so low and so powerful, he can pump jet fuel into an airplane.
1: <laughs> then why wear running clothes at all? Like just
0: <laughs> wear your suit. Like if you're not going to sweat, who cares? That
1: just seems like an extra step. Which maybe that's what he wants. He more wants steps. more steps.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. he's got a Fitbit and he wants to make sure he gets every step that he can. Uh, I know the struggle is real. So, um, so I jumped ahead a little bit. So Ben and Leslie are talking and she they're like fighting about the government stuff and and he says listen Idaho had to shut down their entire government and their parks department and Idaho is basically a park Pawnee is not better than Idaho and Leslie is completely offended by that Pawnee is way better than Idaho and so then he shows her the chart of of priority and the parks (laughs) department is way down at the bottom under sewage under all kinds of different services um right like, next to miscellaneous right to- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you're not even supposed to be here you're not essential and she's like you don't get to make that call and ben just says your badge said so and it says <laughs> honor badge non-essential so um ben is just direct and truthful and i love him he is so great um yeah, early Ben, I, I really liked early Ben. And I I like Ben
1: as a character over the series, but early Ben was was fun. I wish they kind of kept him a little bit more on this end of things, but yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah. I get it. We will have we will have flashes of this Ben in the future. Even as the story and the character progresses, he still he still comes back to this yeah. several times where he's like the no guy. Um and so Leslie goes to get advice from uh from mark and of course because uh, he knows everything yeah night he goes there she goes and, there and uh, he's packing up his office and she's like she just goes in and starts talking and doesn't realize what he's doing and then she realizes hey why are you doing this and she's like well the government bought me out uh to, to resign basically and i got a job from this construction company so i'm leaving and this is where leslie lashes out and calls him brandana quits. Did you get a little like excited
1: or like a little, you know, <clears throat> just, just kind of pumped when you saw this scene, like you knew it's like, yes, this is, this is official. He's leaving. He's packing his office. Yeah.
0: Yes, I okay. did. And I, I don't <laughs> know. I thought I wrote down on my notes, Mark is quitting and there was much rejoicing in the land, but it's not in my notes. So I don't know if ever know it was like, come on, Jason, that's a little too rough. So. Um, so yeah, so Brandon, quits and it goes to a talking head of his different signs that he should have this change. Um, the week that he was going to propose and broke up with him, the government shut down and then a pigeon pooped on him while he was indoors. So those were his signs that he needed to get out of there. Those are Um, good signs. Oh yeah, for sure. So he is, uh, yeah, so he's making a big change and he's going to be gone and he's only got one more scene in this entire show. And I'm pretty excited. Maybe I wrote that later <laughs> down. Let me, let me scroll down here. Uh, this is it. Last scene. Finally. Yeah. And with that, khaki pants is gone. So that's what I wrote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for this podcast. Uh, now, where was I? Okay. So So Leslie then goes to the next person who knows everything, Tom, who is at his apartment and it's late at night and he is getting ready for some romantic times with Lucy. Uh, and so he's busy. Uh, and then Leslie goes to the hospital to talk to Anne who is not a part of the parks department or the government in any way. Um, but Anne knows everything too, I guess. And so Anne says they should just do the, if all the parks are closed, they should just do the concert in the lot behind her house because it's not a genius. Park. She is a genius. This is the protest kids concert. And so this is what's going to happen. And so Cut to the next morning. Leslie asks everybody to come by 8 a.m. to get ready for this concert, and she doesn't know if they're going to come, but they do. And who is the first through the door, Jeremy? Who's the first to show this loyalty to the Parks Department and to Leslie? April! Nope. It's Jerry. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was April. Jerry doesn't count. <laughs> Apparently, because Jerry is so excited to see, or Leslie's so excited to see Jerry, and then as soon as April walks through the door, he's like, get out of the way! April's here! <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> that was pretty great um and so they're starting to build out the plans everybody's showing up it's so good it's so great and uh and she says all right we need to get going get things moving jerry how do you feel about lifting heavy things and his response is my doctor just said i should avoid leslie cuts him off and says being a wuss let's go (laughs) so um then it cuts so they're all gonna get busy doing the thing and then ron is in the uh budget cutting off meeting and he's very excited and he's cheering for the cut. He's even got a a, a, ch- a chant: "Slash it, slash it!" And the people <laughs> next to him are offended. Like these are people's jobs. Can you not be like so excited? He's like no, no, I cannot not be excited. I made penance. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he. This is what he lives for. <laughs> yeah. So we're really seeing um, Ron just in his element right now. The first time he's ever been excited about his job. This is it. Uh, he's got all kinds of great ideas, you know, like a, a binder full of them. He's, he's Leslie noping budget cuts right now. And, um, Ron's yeah, he has his own, he has a binder. It's like yeah. one of the only times we see
1: Ron have a binder, right? That that's yeah. how, that's how excited he's actually doing his job fine or what he
0: perceives to be his job. Right. He cares. Yeah. This <laughs> is great. This is great for him. So his first idea is to, uh, sell all the zoo animals and they say to whom, I don't know, uh, <laughs> cosmetics companies, <laughs> Restaurants. <laughs> uh they're like, that doesn't seem very practical. And he's like, okay, I got a lot of ideas. And one of them also is to sell town hall and turn it into a TJ Maxx. Which our no, gas station. <laughs> yeah. It's like that would be the worst TJ Maxx. Already, I know you love the Max. I can't hang I can't hang in the Max. It's too chaotic for me. Um so to have a TJ max that is also full of offices, not good. I, I can't they have, they have
1: they have everything there, they have food. They have clothing, they have toys, they have furniture. I mean, in like everyone's going to go to Walmart in, in like the apocalyptic zombie future. TJ Maxx is going to be the one that people are going to overlook the most, and you'll be fine there. You, you actually will be quite cozy, I think.
0: I just have a hard time going to any store where they put a bar on the uh, shopping cart that is a vertical bar so that you can't get it out the door.
1: So, yeah, like, not, not all TJ Maxes are that way, but I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> That's just a sign to me, is like
0: I don't really want to be here. <laughs> I see it as a as a challenge. Like, you know, can you get it out? We'll, we'll see. Well, it's just a simple geometry problem. Just tilt it over a little bit, right? <laughs> and just go at it at an angle. Anyway, I've thought about it. I was like, I could steal this cart, <laughs> TJ Max. Don't tell me what I can't steal. I never have, my, but my kid. My, anytime we go to Home Depot
1: for the longest time uh, when we were checking out, my kids always ask, what is that huge uh, pole by, by the checkouts that have the, the heights on it? Because it goes up to like 10, 12 feet or whatever. And I go, that's how they know how tall someone is if they're trying to steal something. And mm-hmm. my, you could just see my kids doing the mental math, like, who is 10 feet tall? I go, you never know.
0: Goliath. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, tall dude. So yeah, that was always one of the, when I first realized like at a 7-Eleven, like the tape measure on the door, it's like, they don't want to know how (laughs) tall I am. (laughs) They want to be able to say real quickly, uh, the perpetrator was about six, two. Well, no, but the thing is, is it's so they can measure the lumber and the pipes
1: at the checkout at the door. Yeah. It's, it's right by the checkout at home Depot. But is it on the doorpost? Well, I don't know. No, it's right by the checkout. It's not by the door. Oh, you know, I don't really go to Home Depot. We're more of a Lowe's family. <clears throat> so the the here's the why the joke is funny because no go ahead. I get it. I get
0: why the joke is funny. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. I just uh, <laughs> I thought it was on the door. No, like at 11 Okay, that is funny though. <laughs> Like what yeah, it because- really did come through. And like the, the guy who put the tape up is like, see, see, <laughs> <laughs> nope. like Manute Bull Every- coming in and he's like, this guy. He must've really needed that lumber. But yeah. He's a giant. He watch out. we got this tape for tall people. So, uh, all right. So in the meeting, Ron is cheering on all the, the slashing and burning and all the stuff. And his ringtone it freaks everybody else because it, it's gunfire. Uh, and so it's Leslie calling him to say, "Hey, we're putting on this concert without your approval and And Ron's like, You're doing what um the the lady in the background when they first when it first went off
1: she I don't know if you saw her, but she sold it. I mean, she ducked and covered like it was a real like they were under attack, and I laughed out loud it was she was great. I don't well, know who
0: she is, but it was fantastic. it was great, and I wonder if they didn't tell everybody." <laughs> yes like it's like ron's phone is gonna ring and no. uh, and so just like give give people a direction of what's happening uh, right and so not everybody in the room knew like because like why would an extra need a script <laughs> right <laughs> just just sit here and be in a meeting that's all i need you to do at one point ron's phone's gonna ring and so and it's so loud <laughs> right i bet you're right i bet you they didn't tell anybody so that would be how i would do it if i was a director uh,
1: All of a sudden, that, that poor extra is like, "This is how I die." I knew I shouldn't have taken this role. I didn't even birds. want to be an
0: actor. <laughs> I wanted to be a business person, and this is the closest I could get. <laughs> uh, so, the cuts to the park, and Andy is talking about how awesome his motorcycle is, and he's yelling because it's too loud. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it's like, it's really loud. Am my yelling? And I'm like, yeah, you are. And he's like, do you even? Tom says, do you even know how to drive this? And Andy's response is, yeah, it's just like driving half a car. <laughs> <laughs> which it's not. Uh, So cut then back to the office and uh, in the meeting. And so they're looking at cutting the parks department. And uh, Chris is like, you know what? I need a massage train. And that's not just because I need a massage. I'll be the caboose. And so he starts massaging Ron while Ben is saying, all right, first up, we should look at salaries. Let's Leslie. Nope. Uh, We need to. uh, She's going to have the biggest, second highest salary. It'll go a long way to reducing the budget. Um, and, uh, Ron is trying to convince Ben, like, this is not going, this is not a good idea. Um, and so cut back to park. Andy is trying to get April to talk to him and, uh, and she walks away to hand out flyers and he follows after her and finally tells her like, look, I like you. And then she's like, yeah, I like you too. And then it's like, well, let's go out. And they're like, no, because I think you still like Anne. And mm. Andy's like, no, I don't, I don't. um so you know, there there's a tension there between them. Cut back, cut back to the office. And Ron is telling people the telling the people who, uh, oversee the slashing of the budget. He's like, because of my libertarian beliefs, <laughs> Leslie does 90% of the work in our office, which has nothing to do with libertarianism. But like he is saying, uh, like that's his reason why she does so much because of his libertarian beliefs Uh, and Ben's like, every department is losing to Leslie. He's like, no, no other department has a Leslie right now, Mm -hmm. right now she's going and putting on this concert for kids. And, uh, and they're like, what? So cut to the park or the lot where we see Ron pull up in his awesome car. Like it is, it is a Ron car. Um, like it just, this is a vehicle that I drive, uh, and pulls up in Ron's car and he comes running out. He's like, they're coming, they're coming. Uh, The state auditors are coming and I wrote this down because it's so, it was such a great line. I told the state auditors what you are doing in an effort to save government jobs. It's been a really weird day for me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I love too. He falls down like as he's running towards them, he wipes out and slides. And this is the second fall. This is a very,
0: very physical episode. And this isn't the last one we're going to see. It is not. It is not. There is more, more to come. Um, and so Ben and Chris show up and, uh, Chris is like, you guys are all amazing. This is great. I love what you're doing. And now my partner, Ben's going to say some stuff <laughs> and Ben's just like, we got to shut it all down. We can't do this. And I just wrote, they average each other out. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah. It's the, whole, uh, it's the whole good cop, bad cop thing. Like Ben's fine being the bad cop
1: and Chris gets to be the good guy. You know, he's like super positive And then Ben's just the,
0: the ax man. Right. And that's, that's how they work yeah they know their roles and even in the talking head ben ben says like we used to do budget cutting separately when chris was on his own nothing would happen when i would (laughs) be on my own i would get death threats somehow we make it work (laughs) so that's uh yeah that's great and later on they're gonna have an opportunity to to help another town with budget cutting and you see like how like in sync they really are like They will, their, their roles in Pawnee are going to change over time, but they have the opportunity to go back and do more of this work. And they're like, they're nerdery about their work. Like they're so passionate and looking forward to getting back to what they, what brought them together in the first place. I loved it. So, um, yeah, so that'll be several seasons from now. Um, so they're like, we're going to do this. Freddie Spaghetti's coming. And then they, Donna, who was supposed to go pick him up, said fine, tells them that Freddie Spaghetti took a different gig. Uh he's playing at a library in Eagleton and Tom is like, That is literally the worst place.
1: <laughs> it, I also like too how how Leslie was like, Yeah, um, no, Freddie, it it's all built, everything's been donated, and he's like, We gotta shut it down. Ben's like, we gotta shut it down. And she goes, No, Freddie is essential. Right. Like, <laughs> like no, this like we need we need this. This is this is the time that we need this. So I, I really, really like that place. And then he basically kind of loses the argument. And <laughs> Chris is like, hey, you should hydrate. <laughs> Just hands right. him a bottle of water.
0: <laughs> uh so they're like, all right, we need a different uh a different performer. And so she asks Andy because she's the he's the only other performer she knows. And all of his songs are super inappropriate. Um and uh <laughs> the example is he has a song called Sex Hair. Uh, and they're like, Can you change it to a food item like pickle? And so he sings that. And Tom's like, "Yes, it's still worse." <laughs> so uh, so he's like, "All right, well, I need to go get my my guitar." and so he gets on his motorcycle and just starts gunning it, and uh, he immediately crashes right into a car and uh, cut to the hospital, and wow, he broke his arm, his right arm in like three different spots, and his response to Dr. Harris is, "That's the side that hurts." <laughs> and that's the third and that's the third fall, yeah. Yeah. So the rule of threes and, uh, his request of Dr. Harris is so great. It's like, can you just hurry up? Like I got to perform in like two hours. Can you like do something faster? Like, let me just advance medical science by 30 years. That sounds great. <laughs> Other than being kind of pseudo creepy, Dr. Harris is really funny. I, lo- <laughs> I, I can, love just, Dr. Harris. Zero cares like zero. He does not care. In most of my interactions with doctors, like this is how they are. Like, yeah. Humanity is just a collection of meat sacks and (laughs) doctors are here to help the meat stay a little healthy. They don't care. Like, like, yeah, you got a broken arm. Let me set that real quick. Even later with Ron, or was it earlier with Ron? I was like, open up and say, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. He just sticks the tongue depressor in his mouth. (laughs) That's in the future. When Ron gets sick. Um, You know, Dr. Harris is just so, so great. I love that they keep coming back to him. Like he's the only doctor in Pawnee. Right but so uh then andy says listen you got to keep going because the show must go wrong (laughs) everything goes wrong (laughs) and that's how you know it's going to be a good show and i as somebody who used to be in a band as somebody who you know every week at church we're doing these events when things start going wrong then you're like you know what this might be really fun (laughs) so uh so the show must go wrong so leslie's back at the park and she comes out as Renanda ricotta and uh, she starts singing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> and the only person to clap is Chris. <laughs> he's the first one. Just clap, clap, all the way in the back. And he's all, Chris is great. He's just always ready for fun and always ready to party. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so he and starts singing. I love that Leslie just kind of gives him the nod. Like, Leslie's like, hey, yeah, yeah you got it, you know. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> and so she keeps singing. And then, And then, out of nowhere... Freddie Spaghetti shows up, yay, huzzah! Freddie Spaghetti, a different guy from the picture previously, as pointed out. Um, but he comes up and and uh, and she like turns away from the microphone, covers it with her hand. Is like, I thought you took a different gig. He's like, well, somebody came up and they paid me more money, so I'm all about that money. <laughs> um, and uh, so she's he indicates it's the person over there on the side of the stage. And who was it? It was Ben. ben! It was Ben. Ben hired him. What? That's so great. <laughs> and right before
1: he comes up, Leslie, Leslie is like, Hey, uh, unfortunately, Freddie Spade can't come right. because he bumped his noodle and all the kids laugh and she's like, Hey, yeah, I got a joke. And then, she, but then in classic Leslie fashion, she takes it too far. She goes, yeah, sauce was coming out everywhere. It was just a whole scene. There was sauce coming out of every, every hole in his face. And all the kids are like, Oh, right. this is dark. This got dark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so uh yeah i love that and so it cuts to the the uh the this food cart where ron is getting a uh, bacon wrapped turkey leg and uh lucy and tom are there and tom uh, introduces lucy and they ron and lucy shake hands like that's a firm handshake and she's like this is my father told me that weak handshakes are for communists (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Ron is impressed by Lucy's handshake and her anti commie stance is what I wrote. Um, so the, uh, so yeah, so he's pretty stoked about that relationship. Andy and is in the hospital and Ann comes to, and brings him all his favorite, uh, jellos, which is all the flavors of jello. Uh, and they're talking about how, you know, their relationship and, uh, then Ann kisses Andy and his face is uh is shocked he's like what happened (laughs) and she's like oh this is a mistake and she leaves um and in a few short moments april shows up because she found out what happened to andy and she's very concerned and she says look i'm sorry uh what i said was awful and we should be together and then they kiss and then andy says listen i like you so much and and i want to be totally honest with you and i should tell you Ann and I just kissed like 2 minutes ago but um so she is upset and she leaves and this is where I um I say this all the time I go April April um this is Andy uh calling after her as she's leaving um another nurse will come in and he's like listen if you try to kiss me so help me <laughs> she, he calls her a, a dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so that that whole thing's going on. Um, so that creates some tension for next season on Parks and Rec. And then Ben and and Leslie show up and Ben says, Listen, I'm not a monster. I'm okay. I, I want kids to have fun. Um, uh, but we do need to do the hard work and we need to cut 30% of the of the budget. And Leslie's like, just there's, enjoy the moment. Yeah, there's pain. There's pain ahead. Right. And Leslie's like, just enjoy this right now. Look what you did for these kids. You provided this service. And how much fun they're having. Um, and, you know, Ben is, um, he's appreciative of Leslie's uh, attitude in all of this. So, yeah, you know, we don't know a lot about uh, what's happening with them at this point. Um, but uh, I remember watching this first time. I was like, oh, this is the relationship Leslie's been looking for. Yeah. Well, and Ben too because I I think even though he's been
1: with Chris this whole time and how positive it is, he, they know that for their job, he has to do all of the stuff that everybody hates. So he is like, you know, he's he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy, but he always comes across as the bad guy for his job. And here Leslie is saying, "You you did this. Like you did a good thing. You like appreciate it." Like and he's probably not used to that. And so she is good for him too, which I thought was really cool. And especially down the road like he has no like this is who he's been this whole time and
0: yeah so she yeah it's great it's so great yeah um so then it cuts to tom and lucy and lucy's like hey you want to go over to ann's house and they're gonna do adult things and then and then they run out and tom's like get out of the way get out of the way and they run (coughs) over there uh and then chris uh walks in on them (laughs) he's like hey tom who's your friend? Uh, and so get out of here. And I love Chris is just like, you got it, Tom. <laughs> just like <laughs> leaves <laughs> Cause everybody was going to have to use the bathrooms at Ann's house. That's one of the details that we left out. Cause they're, they they could not get the photo oh, parties. Right. And so that's, so Chris goes over there to use the bathroom. He's like, get out of here. You got it, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, the concert was a great success. Leslie loves her team. Concert's over and they all leave. Um, they came early to set up, but then it's over and they leave. So that I've, as somebody who plans events sometimes, it's really a bummer when everybody just leaves. because <laughs> so there's I, no one left to help you? Yeah, like I got to clean this up. <laughs> so uh, somehow it gets cleaned up. And uh, later that night, Leslie meets Mark uh, in the lot on that old bench that was, as, was there with the pit. Um, and Leslie got him a gift of red tape. So he would always remember his roots. And Mark got a gift for Leslie. He made plans for a future park. Um, oh. And that was really sweet. Good guy, Mark. Yeah. And with that, no, totally redeems himself. Nope. No. Oh. No. And I'll re- repeat my note that I, sh- I shared earlier. With that, khaki pants is gone. <laughs> and we will never have to see Mark Brandanowitz, the character of Mark Brandanowitz, again.
1: The the trivia on IMDB for this, the spoilers portion, it says after his departure, Mark Brandanowitz is never mentioned again in this show. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the other spoiler trivia is Paul Schneider's last episode. So all the spoiler trivia is basically he's gone. <laughs> he's That's funny. it.
0: <laughs> That's really funny. Even the uh, internet. <laughs> <laughs> so um Yeah, so he's gone. Credit scene. Uh, is Ron, uh, has made Leslie the official parks and rec representation for the budget talks. Um, and, uh, and so Leslie can meet with them and run the ball with all of their budget cutting. She is the only essential employee for the parks department. Uh, so that's good for her, I guess. Um, Ron comes into the office probably to pack up his stuff like Tom and Lucy, they're packing up their stuff. Um, and Ron comes in. And he's wearing his Tiger Woods outfit, uh, red shirt, black pants, uh, which for uh, the signal for the office is that, you know, that's when Tom or Ron wears that the night, the day after he's uh, been intimate with somebody. And uh, and so. Surprise, surprise, that somebody is Wendy. Tom's ex green card wife. Oh, man. And with that, the season is over. So we have the tension between Anne and a- or April and Andy. We have the tension between mm-hmm. Ron and Tom. We have the budget tension that is just left out there as the yeah. government is shutting down. Um, this is a great, great ending to a season. Like they have to solve all these things. So I love it. A great end. Any other thoughts on this episode? No. Great. Well, let's talk about our top three from this okay. season. So let's start with number three and then work our way to number one. How's that sound? So I'll do my my third and then you do yours. Okay. And we might have some overlap. There's only three. That's fine. And that's totally cool. So yeah. Uh my my top three, starting number three, is park safety with the introduction introduction of Carl. Um it is a tremendously quotable episode. And, uh, just great character introduction, a little bit more of of the flavor of Pawnee got Carl, you got Joan, you've got Jerry, uh, learning about his character trait of being afraid of his coworkers. Um, yeah, I love that episode. What's your number three? That's a good episode. I I like that. Um, I'm going
1: to go with 94 meetings for
0: number,
1: number three. Um, yeah, just the whole premise of it was hilarious to me. Like Ron actually has to do a whole bunch of work. Leslie's out. They, they write Leslie out of commission so that he has to take care of this giant task himself. Um, amazing end with him. Like it really sets up his, and one of my favorite relationships is the, the, his father figure towards April. Mm -hmm. Um, so
0: yeah, I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Good. All right. My number two city or my number two episode is sister city. Oh, with uh, Fred Armisen and the delegation from Baruaqua, Venezuela, um, Venezuela, my again, super quotable. I say things from that all the time. My kids roll their eyes uh, at me uh, when I say <laughs> things like that, um, but it is so, That's so dope. great. And um, yeah, so many good jokes in that episode. What's your
1: number two? I was my number. That was my number three runner-up. Like I, I was tied between that and ninety-four meetings. Uh, number number two is I'm going to go with the hunting trip because ah, yes. everyone was in it. Um, I, I for some reason I don't know why for this this entire season. Bulu bulu bula is one of my. I, I just it's so ridiculous. Um, and it's just the tension and i love the fact that when ron i love the fact that ron gets shot i think it's hilarious um and that he's okay of course and the gag the sight gag with the shaved head but also he's just he spirals out it's one of the first times we really see ron lose it and he's <laughs> he's trying to kill whoever did it to him i the whole thing was it was all it was almost too over the top but i thought it was really really funny yeah, yeah, and, everyone, that, and Donna, Donna's car, like everyone, you know, Jerry's there. Everyone's pretty much there. Andy and April are lost. Like it's great.
0: Yeah, Andy and April. That that really is the start of their, yeah, flirty romantic relationship is in that episode as they're there holding, waiting on hold for the state parks department. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right, my number one episode is Greg Pekitis. Oh mine too oh perfect it's a great great episode yes everything about that episode it just makes me happy so yeah it's a it's a it's it's a heist
1: episode like you know like it's it's um and you know leslie's at peak out of controlness like um yeah yeah, that that episode is is one of my favorite ones. It has a reveal at the end, like who done it? It's yeah, fantastic.
0: Yeah. And that the reveal pays off. If you go back and watch that scene mm-hmm. in episode, like that's all there. Yeah. And so like, yeah, they did it. It's such a well crafted episode, just as a uh like a storytelling episode. But then her uh her attitude towards Pakitis. Pekaitis knowing how to torment her effectively, uh, all of those different elements. um, I just love it. Like, Leslie is one of the most well-known figures in the city as a, like, deputy park department director. Like, people know who she is because she's the face of the parks department. She's, like, like, out there with people. uh, And Pekaitis is using that uh, to his advantage to torment her. And uh, Andy, like... Wanting to be Burt Macklin, FBI. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so much good stuff that happens in this episode. That's like, it was, <laughs> it's so good.
1: He hires a Craigslist mom, which is great. And I just love that the the, the antagonist is a high school kid getting the best of this adult. Like, oh, it's right. so great. It's well, set,
0: it's it is so classic Parks and Rec. And if you think about it, like the only people that really could be a problem for somebody running the Parks Department like the parks are for kids right <laughs> right so it's like yeah. so one of one of these kids has gone bad <laughs> so it's like it just all like you it's uh, there's so many layers to this episode where it's like how do you you come up with like this is the the villain it's like well because it's for kids <laughs> so, right. right these are the people she works with the most yeah and it's halloween like it's it's you know
1: um yeah that's really yeah. funny that you say that too because the parks like the villains like the bad guys for the parks and rec is like who are their villains Hi- teens throwing bags of poop Greg Pakaitis, uh, possums raccoons you know like <laughs> the yeah. most ridiculous problems that you can right. have and yet she takes it as serious as you know we gotta shut down Guantanamo Bay or something like like this it's that important to her
0: right she threatens to torture Pakaitis <laughs> Yeah. I was like, you can't I do that. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Like, <laughs> because, Well, because we know that she can't do anything about
1: it, but she wants to scare him. And he, he knows, she, I, yeah, this, it's the best episode. Yeah, he knows I, she I, has I, no actual power. And I'm just going to call it now. It, uh, it's been a while since I've watched the entire series and really tried to put everything. But this is, Greg Bakay, is probably in my top 10, if
0: not top five. Uh, yeah, I'm just going I to say it now. Okay. I'm, I am, I'm on board with that. I, I would probably be up there. Like Piquitis and sister city are top 10 for me, Yeah, uh, for sure. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. If you, uh, listener, whoever you are, if you have your top three, please email us your top three at parks at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email and, uh, we'd love to hear your top three from season two as well. If we never mention this again, it's because nobody emailed us. So, feel sad. <laughs> okay, uh, I did that's find right. out and how to log and into You know that what? Email if it's like,
1: sweet, so. uh, and and even if it's like you find this podcast five years from now and still want to email, you know who knows. Oh, that's just hilarious. do it anyway. <laughs> take yeah, take a shot, take a risk. You know, we might be on to another sure, uh, uh, you know, vehicle, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll still yeah. mention it. I'm just going to make that promise now like okay. that that would be my political Can, we could be talking about brooklyn 99 we'll still talk about whoever
0: sent in their top three parks and rec episode i'm for it i did you'll see <laughs> somebody send an email uh or like uh, maybe on twitter or something somebody said are brooklyn 99 and parks and rec in the same universe and here are the hints the biggest challenge to that actual be actually being true is dennis feinstein <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how they pull that off,
1: but we'll see. I wish it were, I would love it to be. That would be that would be great. Um yeah, so so next up, uh season 3. Now we're not we're not going to take a break, are we? I'm not planning on it. Uh, so I have nowhere to go. Okay, cool. Um season 3, go big or go home. Um Yeah, but I think this one's a pretty funny one where they put together a youth basketball league. And uh, Leslie encourages Anne to go on a date with Chris, so oh, so that she man. can ask for money for Leslie's apartment. Yes, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm and just... then after after that is flu season, which yes, that's that's a hilarious episode as
0: well. All right, flu season. I'm just yeah. scrolling down here. Okay, that okay flu season and fancy party, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and harvest festival. Yes, little Sebastian the bubble oh man this has a lot of great episodes but like yeah. flu, flu season and fancy party are, are the two i think the first 9.0 episodes like these are some of the highest rated episodes so far
1: yeah the fight oh, is man. really funny as well the, and and i think i feel like again season 2 was where like they kind of started figuring things out and and season 3 is where this show absolutely just like hits the the secondary booster you know, rocket because the the show takes off after this, it becomes what we really know as parks and rec. Everything leading up to this part, I feel has been a bit of prelude, just trying to figure it all out, getting rid of Mark, bringing in Ben and Chris. And, and now, now it gets, I mean, not that there aren't gems in the first two, but yeah, every, it feels like as Tom would say, almost every episode from here on out, you know, at least in season three and four are bangers.
0: They are. If bangers. I may, <laughs> if I may, and I will. Yeah. They're so good. Oh, man. Well, I'm looking forward to jumping into season three. (laughs) Yeah. Excited. So until next time. Until next time. I will talk to you later, sir. Sounds good.